turning to that particular portion of scripture. I hope you have your Bibles. If you don't, shame on you. Amen. You ought to bring your Bible to church because you don't know whether I'm reading it right or not and you don't know whether they're putting it up there right or not. You need a Bible. Everybody say, I need a Bible. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 9 verse 32 And it reads like this. And it came to pass, as Peter passed throughout all quarters, that he came down also to the saints which dwelt in Lydda. And there he found a certain man named Aeneas, which had kept his bed eight years and was sick of the palsy or he was paralyzed by this condition. And Peter said unto him, Aeneas, rise, or Jesus Christ maketh thee whole, arise and make thy bed. And he arose immediately. And all that dwelt in Lydda and Saron saw him and turned to the Lord. Peter said unto him, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole, arise and make thy bed. And everybody said amen. Amen. I want to take those last three words and I want to use that as my subject this morning. It's time to make your bed. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I said it's time to make your bed. And everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The scripture said that Peter was going through the area visiting the churches. It seemed that for a while the persecution that had been so heavy upon the church had subsided. And there had been a great conversion of the man Saul who had been at the root of much of the early church's problems, the vehemence with which he worked. Now he had been converted and there was a great sense of peace that was throughout the church. And so Peter began to make his rounds Uh, outside of Jerusalem to visit these different locales and encourage them and speak to them. It happened that Lydda was about a day's journey from Jerusalem uh, to, if I remember correctly, the west. It was there that Peter came in his journey and encountered this man Aeneas. The story of Aeneas is not very long, but it is very instructive and it is very informative. When I read these scripture verses, and I have been going over them all week long, they are arresting to me because of several things. Number one, 
it says there was a certain man. There was a certain man. Not just anyone, but a certain man. So there was direct attention brought to this particular man. But what was more uh, interesting about that is the fact of how his life is described. We are arrested by the length of time that this man had been down. He had, the Bible said, he had kept his bed for eight years. He had kept his bed. Now that doesn't mean he had tidied it up. It doesn't mean he had he had taken care of it. It means he had been in his bed for eight long years. That's a long time to struggle with anything. It's a long time to have to endure any kind of condition. But it appears that this man had not always been like that. He had not always been in this paralyzed condition. But something had happened, a tragic event, perhaps on the job or some kind of trauma, maybe a tumor, nobody knows. Perhaps some life-changing experience had brought him to a place where he was flat of his back, paralyzed, depending on others to help him in his life. There was something in life that had knocked him down and it had put him down for good, it seemed. Something had so affected him that it had changed his point of view of life, if you could understand what I'm saying. He no longer saw life from the same perspective that he once had. Whatever had happened to him had changed his outlook on life. And now his perspective was a bit skewed. And for eight long years he had been that way. Flat of his back. And that's a long time to be down. I have learned this much about life, that there are many reasons why people get down. There are many reasons why people find themselves prostrate in life, flat of their back, knocked down, let down. They fall down and sometimes they just run down. But there are things that happen at particular junctures in life that are life-altering and life-changing. And they can leave a person bankrupt emotionally. They can leave them bankrupt spiritually. And they can certainly leave them in a mentally tormented state of mind. Maybe a death of a loved one. Perhaps some kind of abuse in your life. Maybe marital problems. Perhaps it is a wayward child or some other hurt or offense that comes in life. Many are the things that set us back in life and many are the things that can paralyze us and prevent our activity and our growth. They can leave us down. 
Understanding this, I come today to tell you that there are times in life that a person can get to the place that they are unable by themselves to get back up. They are unable by themselves to stand up and fight the fight of faith. I'm not here to excuse their failure. I'm not here to make light of their condition. I'm just here to tell you that there are things that can happen in a person's life that can put them down and they cannot get themselves back up. I know we look at people sometimes and we say, oh, I wish they would change. And I'm here to tell you that most likely if they could change, they would change. Because nobody really enjoys being miserable in life. Nobody really enjoys being in that kind of condition where you are limited and your life is so narrowed and your perspective is so skewed. Nobody likes to be on their back. Nobody likes to be down and unable to get up. But that is exactly what had happened to this man. They, Whatever it was that had happened had so affected his life that he was unable to function as he had one time functioned in his life. And this down position, this paralytic situation that he was in had immersed him in a great spiritual poverty. He was here, the Bible, the word that's even used for his bed, spoke of the poverty bed. And so evidently, whatever standing this man had had in his life, whatever position he had held at one time, had been stripped away from him and he had fallen down to where now he was just a beggar on the side of the road trying to get by day to day. He was immersed in a spiritual poverty, no doubt thinking in his mind that he would never, never, ever get back on his feet. But I've got good news for you this morning. You can get back on your feet. Amen. I said you can get back on your feet. I've got good news for somebody this morning that no matter how long you've been down or what it is that has put you down, God can get you back up and God can put you back on your feet and God can get you off of your back and God can put you back in circulation. God can do something in your life that will literally transform your whole perspective of life. Amen. God's power can bring you up. It can bring you out. And I don't care how long it's been that you've been down or what it is that has paralyzed you or what it is that has taken the strength out of your life. The power of God can heal you. Amen. I said the power of God can heal you. I said the power of God can heal you. It can make you whole. You look around the church building and you see people sitting nicely dressed and clothed and you think, my, they don't have any troubles, but you don't know where God brought them from. 
If you had seen their life just a few years ago, you would have seen them. They were on their back. They were paralyzed. They were stricken with fear. They were overwhelmed with disappointment. They were struggling with a mind that was tormenting them every day. But they came in contact with the power of God. The power of God that can lift a person, that can put a man or a woman back on his feet. The power that can lift you and bring you out and set you on your feet. That kind of power is available to us this morning. Amen. It is available to us. And by the power of Jesus Christ, Peter said, you are made whole. You are not just better. He didn't say, I'm going to make your life easier. He didn't say, I'm going to try to improve your conditions a little bit. I'm going to prop your head up a little. I'm I'm going to try to do the best that I can to encourage you. He didn't say that at all. He simply said, by the power and the authority of Jesus Christ, Sir, you are made whole. God is going to put your life back together like it was. God's going to bring you back to the place where you were. God's going to lift you up and put you where life had torn you from and what life had taken from you. God said, I'm going to restore it to your life. Amen. Some of you don't believe what I'm preaching right now, but I wish you would because some of you God has already touched, but you haven't been made whole yet. And God came here this morning and he sent me to tell somebody that God's not through with you until you're whole. God's not through with you until everything is restored. God is not through with you until he has put you back in the place where you belong. You're not, you don't belong down and you don't belong on your back. And you don't belong paralyzed by life. How many people this morning are sitting in this building that life has stricken you with paralysis and you operate and live and move by fear or anger or bitterness or hurt or disappointment or disillusionment. How many times do we come into a service and life has been mean to us and it's hurt us and there have been offenses that have come into our life and we come and we try to lift our hands but they won't get up. Because we're paralyzed. Our life has been stricken by something. And God said, I want to free you from that today. I want you to be able to get your hands all the way up. I want you to be able to praise me with a loud voice. I want you to be able to get on your feet and make a joyful noise to the Lord. Because I want to make you whole. Amen. He said, Jesus Christ makes you whole, arise and make thy bed. I love that. (laughs) Arise and make thy bed. He hadn't been able to do anything about his bed for eight years. He just had to live in it, sleep in it, perhaps be carried in it. That's all that he knew was his bed. It hadn't been made in eight years. It had been messed up for eight years. (laughs) 
But the command of God was, Sir, it's time for you to get up and make your bed because you don't need to live in that condition. You don't need to stay in that bed any longer. You're better than that. You don't need to lay there another moment. Get up and make your bed. Amen. God sent me this morning to tell somebody it's time for you to make your bed. Amen. God sent me to tell you it's time for you to make your bed. The thing that had held him captive for eight years was broken. It was broken in a moment's time. And now, now, everybody say now. This man had the power to make it. He had the power to make it. He had the power to make his bed. He had the power to get up and make his life again. He had the power to get up and make his way in life again. He had the power to get up and make his life what he wanted it to be again. He was not frozen in time. He was not encapsulated by a problem. He was not limited by some hindering situation that happened to him eight years ago. But now the Lord said, you're whole. Aeneas, get up, rise, and make your bed. You need to get out of that bed and prove to the world what I have done in your life. And God sent me to tell somebody here this morning that it's time for you to get up out of your bed and prove to the world what God did for you a long time ago. And that was make you whole. God made you whole. Get out of your bed. Quit laying in that misery. Quit lying in that problem. Get up and make your bed. Hallelujah. 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 Because God's going to give you the power to stand up. God's going to give you the power to stand up to situations that have hampered and hindered you. He's going to give you authority over things that have held you down. He's going to give you power over things that have tormented you. I wish somebody believed what I'm telling you right now. It's time for you to get up in the Holy Spirit this morning. I come to speak and tell you it's time to arise and make your bed. You have suffered long enough. You have suffered a life-changing experience, one that has held you back, one that has limited you, one that has frustrated you, one that's even angered you. But today, God said you can get up and you can make your bed. You can arise from defeat. You can arise from pity. You can arise from fear. You can arise from bitterness. You can arise from anger. You can arise from hatred. You can arise from weakness. God is going to get you on your feet. And God is going to get you off your back. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, somebody needs to make their bed this morning. You see, the only real way that men would know that this man was well is if he would get up and make his bed. The only way that anybody's ever going to know that you're over it is for you to get out of your bed.
and make it. The only way anybody's going to know that it's behind you and you're not limited by it and you're not hindered by it and you're not hurting by it anymore is for you to get up and make your bed. Get out of it. Get out of it. Get away from it. Get up from it. Why? Because that is the only real proof. The only way anybody will ever know that you are healed and over it is for you to make your bed and get out of that bed and realize that God is my helper and God is my healer and God is my strength and God is my power and by all of those things I will overcome. Amen. You need to prove yourself well by activities of a healthy life. Amen. I don't know how, I need to say that about 50 times. You need to prove yourself well by activities of a healthy life. You need to make yourself well. You need to prove yourself well by the activities of a healthy life. A healthy life does not lay in bed when you've been healed of whatever it is that kept you in that bed. A healthy life doesn't keep hanging around with the same crowd you hung around with that pulled you down. A healthy life is not a life where you go back to the same garbage that God brought you out of. you got to make your bed and say, I'm not going back there. I'm not going to be identified by that anymore. Amen. Get up. Everybody say, get up. Get up. That's the first thing you need to do is get up. You can't walk until you get up. So I say, oh, brother, if I could just walk again, if I could just do what I, well, get up, and then you can. But you got to get up. You got to get out of that bed that God has already healed you from. Don't you understand that eight years of a problem, it gets to be a mental issue, not just a physical issue? When you've been sick that long, it's not just a physical problem. It works on every one of your emotions. It works on your mind. It works on your thinking. It works on everything about you. And so I have a feeling that if the Lord had said you're whole and had not completed that sentence, there's a good possibility he would have just, oh, thank you, Lord. But I kind of like it down here. I've kind of gotten used to it. You know, eight years, eight years, I've kind of just accepted this is the way life is. I'm just supposed to live like this. I'm just supposed to be. It's just, you know, it's just my lot in life to be miserable. I made so many bad mistakes. I made so many poor choices. I deserve what I'm getting. So he's just laying there. He's whole, but he's laying there. Peter said, arise and make Thy bed. The bed that had kept him. It had kept him from his family. It had kept him from 
prosperity. It had kept him from blessing and fun and enjoyment and laughter and singing and all of the other enjoyments of life. A bed that had kept him all of those years. All of a sudden, he's standing up over that bed saying, all right, boy, the shoe's on the other foot. Now it's time I'm going to get to keep you. You know what? That needs to happen this morning. There have been things that have kept some of you held in its grasp for so long. And I have been preaching for 20 years trying to beg some of you to let it go. I'm here to tell you in the Holy Ghost today, you need to make your bed and get on your feet and say, I'm not going back there. I'm not that kind of person. I'm not ever going to be identified like that again. I am better than that. I am over that. I am past that. I'm going on. Hallelujah. Amen. Get up. Everybody say get up. Get away. You got to get away from some stuff. You got to get over things. I, I know that grates on people. You, the brother, you, I don't want to get over it. It ain't that easy to get over. I, nothing's easy to get over, but you can get over it. You can get over it. They discovered a few years ago, or several years ago actually, there was one of the giant sequoia trees. Something had happened and they had to cut it down. And so they came in to study the tree because it was such an old tree. And by studying the, the tree, they discovered that it had been growing several hundred years before Jesus Christ ever came on the earth. They also discovered that during its lifetime, it had been stricken by lightning several times. But nobody could see that from the outside because the bark had grown over it and it encapsulated that hurt. And the only way they could find this out was to cut it down and they began to dissect the rings and they found the fire here that had burned it severely, but it had overcome it. They saw a lightning strike here that had almost killed it, but it overcame it. They found a bug infestation here that almost put it out, but it overcame it. And here it is, a giant looking like the beautiful thing God created. Why? Because it overcame it. God designed us to overcome. God did not design me to be down. He did not design me to be a defeated person. God made me to be an overcomer. God made me to get up on my feet and get my life back together and get my hands on my life again and do something with my life in a positive way. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Stand with me. I'm through. I've, I've ranted long enough. Some of you are tired of it already, but somebody needs to get over it. Amen. Get over it because you can get over it. The only way you can get over it is to quit nursing it. You quit nursing it, you'll get over it. Amen. Quit nursing it. I could say something really crude here, but I won't. My better judgment. Some of us need to quit babying that and let it go. Everybody say, let it go. 
Because the only way you can get on with your life, and that's what all of us want to do is get on with life. You got to get up. You got to get away. You got to get over. And then you can go on. That's why Peter said, arise and make your bed.